up? Welcome to another episode of Demo Listen. I'm Gray. I'm joined as always by my co-host Nathan. We do a very simple podcast in which we listen to punk, hardcore, and punk and hardcore adjacent music that people send in to us. The format of the show is that we just listen to some bands. We talk about uh, what we think about what we hear. It's typically our first time hearing the releases in question. Uh, we're not really critics. It's not really a review show in a traditional sense. We don't make a whole lot of value judgments. We really like punk and hardcore, so we talk about it for a couple hours each week, hopefully put some new music in your ears. We have 10 bands in the queue every week. We roll some dice, and we usually get through between a handful of, between five and seven of them, just a handful of them, however much time we have on a particular episode. It just kind of depends. Uh, yeah, and we just react to what we hear. Sometimes we hate shit. Sometimes we love it. Either way. We encourage people to go out and uh, support the stuff that they enjoy by buying new releases, going and seeing bands when that becomes a possibility again, and generally contributing to uh, to the scene and the culture in whatever way you see fit, whether that's just buying records or making zines or starting bands or whatever. Um, we're, uh, we're hunkered down preparing for a foot of snow tonight. Oh, we're um, supposed to get that much snow? Yeah, it's supposed to start tonight, and we're going to get like two inches and then throughout the day tomorrow it's supposed to come down and we're supposed to get between eight and 12 inches of snow so for all of our listeners in warmer climes uh i'm very envious but i'm sure nate will revel in this i I absolutely love it i also think you're full of shit because i'm looking at the forecast right now and it says one to three inches no i just uh, there's on on the weather on the weather channel there is a. Uh, you can't um, trust the weather channel (laughs) there's a there's a winter storm warning um, portions of northern Indiana and northwest Ohio, and we are in we are in the uh, we are in the forecasted area. And if you take a look at the radar, there is a big ass storm coming our way. I hope we get hammered, dude. I love it. I I was out in the ice yesterday, ice fishing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I love it, man. Give it cold. That you know why? Because it, you know this is fucking old man talk. You talk. We are, we are really fucking reaching for some banter at the beginning, aren't we? <laughs> Talking about weather. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, but you know what, you know, I I love it, man. Give it to me. And then that way when it's spring, um, it's all the better. Yeah, that's true. I mean, the, the, the relief, the relief felt after a particularly harsh and white winter is nice for sure. Yeah. And Um, I just like, uh, I don't know, man. I just, I like having a reason to like hibernate, you know? That's true for sure. It is a nice way to absolve oneself of any sort of external responsibilities and just be like, well, what can I do? Can't get to the post office, can't go do whatever. Just got to stay at home and watch Star Trek, I guess. Oh, well. Yeah. So so to avoid us getting sucked into any more boomer banter, I actually wanted to do something at the top of this episode this week just because I often forget to do it at the end. And a lot of time, I imagine people don't listen through to the housekeeping part of the show. Um, So I just wanted to shout out some newer patrons uh, that we may have forgotten to do so in the last few episodes. So we have got Vinny Page, Garrett McBride, uh, Dylan Ward, who is actually somebody that we both know. Dylan is like an OG, not quite OG because he's a little young for that, but a dude who started coming to the Harrison house many, many years ago and was like one of the few regular regular attendees for many, many years, the type of dude who would just come out to every show uh, that he could, regardless of it, if it was something that he was interested in. Dylan is an example of a, of a thing that you see in like small towns and, and mid-sized cities in the US in that like you have scenes that are kind of comprised, and we've talked about it on this show before, but they're kind of comprised of like not really punks, not really hardcore kids, but people who are just general, gen, generally interested in like alternative or extreme forms of music and are just down to support it in whatever way they can. And Dylan is a good example of that. He recently hit me up uh, 
saying that he he just like recently started listening to the show and really enjoys it. I know he's come out to a couple shows at my place, the Bug House. So shout out to Dylan, good dude, known him for for many years for sure. And then last up, we have got Tom Dean, who is a thirteen dollar patron. Tom, oh, new king of the hill. <laughs> new king of the hill. He's got something to prove. Um, he's he's out here to say, hey. I'm not like these other patrons. He's he's vying for that incoming VIP package, that meet and greet, where you get to hang out with us after the live show. Hey, um, he's about, we're, we're all, he's he's going to give us all his Biden bucks, right? We're going to get all those <laughs> Biden bucks pretty soon. That's right. As I've said at the end of the last few episodes, it's a, it's a good time to become a patron. We're doing a, a shit ton of content now. We just got done recording the Bill Steer episode of the Napalm Death Family Tree that we're doing right now. I should have it edited and up within the next couple of days, and then we'll be tackling the next one sometime this week, I imagine. So um, if you like content, now's a good time to, to subscribe because we got fucking a shit ton of it still coming um and we've put up a, a, a ton over the last couple months so patreon.com slash demo listen podcast if you're interested and yeah shout out to everybody who subscribed um beyond that uh i'm down to just jump right into the queue this week if you're into it yeah i don't have a lot going on so let's no. do it and i'm about to have even less if we get a foot of snow so yeah for sure um, all right. So first up, we have got Breaking Off the Branches. This was submitted by Tom Pfaff. He described it as white belt metalcore, and there mm. is white belt in the tags down there. Uh, it's not very promising in terms of uh, aligning with our own taste, but hey, who knows? Um, and this individual, Ashley Ogden, who evidently sings for the band, um, I think that we're Facebook friends. So I don't know. There you go. Um, then we have got uh, Cool and the Gangbangers with Year of the Cool. This was submitted by AJ. It is a band from Sweden. AJ says that they rip. Uh, there was no further context provided for that. Yeah, they've then, been around for, they've had a few things this year and mm-hmm. uh, have popped up in some sort of like, you know, playlist or whatever that I've checked out. Um, so we'll see. Yeah. Then we have got Circus with their demo. This is a new band from Columbus, Ohio. It was submitted by Elijah Nikovsky, who plays in this band. Um, this shares members with other bands that Elijah plays in, both of which that we've played on the podcast and enjoyed. Uh, one of them is Malware, who we really dug, and the other one is uh, N Love, who we liked a lot as well. Um, so pretty good cr- track record from this crowd so far. I, I expect this will probably be pretty sick too if it's any if it's anywhere on the uh, same calendar as the previously mentioned bands. Then we have Internal. This is a band from New Bedford, Massachusetts. Massachusetts. It was submitted by John Fett. And uh, this is one of the many projects of Trevor Vaughn, who has played in other bands we've had on the show. I've brought him up before. He plays in Wound Man, Rival Mob, uh, X-Files X, Wolf Whistle, uh, the dude is it, unbelievably prolific, and I think this is a like a solo kind of crossed out warship power violence project by him. I know um, friend of the show James Downing Groth, uh, who runs Blind Rage, Blind Rage Records, has put out something for Internal in the in the past. Then we have got uh, Sleaford Mods with Spare Ribs. This is uh, a band who I've been aware of for basically their entire existence. Our friend Dan, who used to play in our band Parasitic Twins, introduced me to these dudes when they first came out uh, probably a decade plus ago. Uh, This was submitted by Grant Williams. As he noted, definitely not really punk or hardcore, but made by kind of legit subculture, UK subculture dudes who are definitely into punk, hardcore, grime, uh, you know, uh, jungle music, all sorts of stuff. And this is like a really, a really kind of strange 
and unique mix of like post-punk British hip hop and uh, all of the aforementioned genres kind of thrown into a blender. Well, you know who else was into punk and hardcore and UK stuff? Um, Who's that? Nick Bullen. <laughs> right. That's true. Yes. Um, yeah. Justin Broderick and yes. uh, Mick Harris. And we just spent 10 fucking hours um, agonizing through their discography. So, <laughs> well, I can attest to the fact that Sleeper Mods is not on that tip. Then we have got uh, a band who ha- is French, so their their pronunciation is probably going to es- escape me. I think it is Cur, maybe Cure. It's C U I R. This yeah. was submitted by Drew Thorla. They are a French oi band. Um, I'm uh, not some stuff, maybe an Iron Lung. Okay. Um, anyway, I I'm not maybe not Iron Lung, maybe it's just distro, but I've seen that this stuff around. I think I listened to it and didn't like it. I guess it, I don't remember it though. I remember that leather, that pink mask, right? Okay. Um, so I guess we'll see what we get. Yeah, I haven't listened to this stuff and I haven't heard anything about it. So we'll see. I typically really like French Oi. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see where, how this stacks up against the stuff that I already enjoy. Then we have got War Cycle with their split with Zuda's Crust. This is a band from Perth, Australia, and it was submitted by Niall, who lives down in Australia. He submitted some stuff to the show before and he's called in a few times. Says that this is just kind of like crusty D beat stuff. Then we have got Last Gasp. Uh, They're split with Who Decides. We have had both Last Gasp and Who Decides on the show before. Who Decides features my homies Skylar and Ben from Taking Meds, and Last Gasp has my uh, my dude George, uh, my homie Sean plays in this. All all dudes I've known for a very long time. Ryan Hardwick on vocals, guys who have been playing in various Ohio bands for many, many years, um, just sort of like fast, to-the-point hardcore stuff. Then we have got Near Dark with Silver Lining. This is a new band from Albany, New York. It was sent in by Eric Pressman, who plays in this band. Eric plays in Wet Specimens. He plays in Mystery Girl, among other bands, both bands we've had on the show and, and like a whole lot. This is a new kind of super group. It features Eric. It features a few members from Maniac, um, at least one member from Restraining Order, and then Matt Wilson, who was most notably in the band Set Your Goals many years ago on vocals. He described it as being kind of like early saves the day lifetime stuff with some kill your mm-hmm. idols influence in there. So this could go either way. I'm probably more prone to like this stuff than you will be Nate. Um, but I will say Eric's involvement in it gives me a lot of hope because he's a, he's a dude of supreme taste. Yep. And yep. then la- last up, we have got faced face first with their demo two. This is a band out of Boston. It was submitted by rich miles. He says, uh, we know he knows that we find a lot of the, the contemporary thrash and crossover stuff, um, kind of middling, not often that we find it offensive or bad, but he says that, uh, this stuff he feels really, really nails it. So, uh, that's everything that we've got in the queue this week. Let's roll the dice and uh, see what's up first. 10. There you go. All right. All right, so this is Face First. This is Rich's submission. Uh, the Bandcamp is facefirstma.bandcamp.com. And this just dropped in January of this year. It looks like they have another demo that was released all the way back in October of 2017. So they've just been chilling for four full years, I guess. Um, I don't know if they've been playing shows in the interim or what, but uh, maybe they like formed, then some shit came up and they decided to reform. That certainly happens, uh, happened to minor threat and it's a tale as old as time. So for whatever reason, they haven't done fuck all for four years. So we'll, uh, we'll see if this is good. Rich also said he couldn't wait to hear what you had to say about, uh, their, their band 
promo pick. Yeah, they look uh, they look terrible. <laughs> they really I've, do. I've, I've already I've like already it. been looking at it like the dude with the Diocletian shirt on, and I don't know who that is. Yeah, he's given his best impression of like um, the drummer from Deicide. Yes. Um, what is that? Steve Ash. Yeah. Ashford a- Asham. Yeah. Or yeah. whatever. Yeah, like if you look at like those old Deicide records, and you look at like un, un, like the picture for like Trifiction or like the self-titled records and stuff, he's like all bug-eyed and looking in the background behind uh, you know those other goons in the band. Yeah. Um. So he looks like an idiot. Um. And uh, the, the dude right up front is fucking killing me. <laughs> yeah, with the little goat. <laughs> yeah, the dude, the dude right up front is fucking killing me. He looks like Uncle Cracker, circa two thousand and one, <laughs> put on a fucking wig. You know? It looks like they were also photoshopped against whatever this background is. <laughs> I know it doesn't look real. It doesn't look. And dude, how can we forget? How can we not say anything about the guy in the back on the left? I know, man. He's fucking <laughs> killing it back there. <laughs> that's a, a young, a young Ron Jeremy. <laughs> that, that's my favorite guy in the band. That's my favorite dude. He's. I, w- uh, <laughs> he- I will say that as promising as the Diocletian and the Red Death shirt are. I, I, the Amon Amarth shirt almost no. cancels that out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it sure does. It sure does. And I can't tell. I can't tell what uh, Muscle Boy in the back is wearing. He's he's showing the guns off though, dude. I just can't get over the little the little skin pumpkin man in the back and the left with his fucking mustache. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I really like uh, Diet Peter Steele in the background though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. Uh, okay, cool. So uh let's uh let's just jump right into the front uh the 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 first track of this. It uh, seems like all the run times are pretty much the same except for the obligatory long running like four plus minute track, but everything else runs between two and and three minutes long, so I see no reason we shouldn't just jump in right at the top. So we're gonna listen to the song Face the Blade by Face First off of their demo too. Yeah. 
Okay, we just heard the song Face the Blade by Face First off of their demo too. Nate, how'd you feel about it? Oh, uh, that was okay. I mean, it, it was it was just fine for what it was. This would be fun to see live, but this mm-hmm. wasn't particularly, like, memorable for me as far as, like, you know, good thrash or anything like that. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's uh, you know, I don't know. Like I said, it, it's fine if you saw it live, but I wouldn't, like, seek this out and, like, yeah, I got to have this record sort of thing. Um. I have no idea what that's what was going on in that song as far as lyrically. It just it was just like a random phrase generator of like cool <laughs> things to say about facing a blade. <laughs> For sure, yeah, definitely. I, I couldn't tell like like was the song were the lyrics directed towards somebody who had like committed a sin, you know, like had besmirched them or crossed them in certain ways, so they had to face the blade, right? Right. Or was the lyrics directed to somebody who um, needed to like exact the uh, punishment on those that had dishonored them, right? Right. Yeah, it's a little. Or unclear. was, or was it like uh, directed towards somebody that should actually kill themselves, um, right. punish themselves by killing others with the blade, and then hanging their head in dishonor as they do that with anguish? Yeah, um, there's, a, there's a line: "Kill those with anguish." The meaning of true disgrace. So, like, what? It, it's mentally difficult and painful for you to like take them out, but you got to do it. <laughs> yeah, this is this is this is your holy ordained task. You're just yeah, out like, <laughs> damn it, damn it, right? Yeah, you you made me look what you made me do. God <laughs> damn it, look what you fucking made me do. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's hard. It's hard to say. Yeah, suffer the punishment you've earned with shame. Tarnish your legacy. The true meaning of disgrace. How? By killing people <laughs> with anguish. Right. Yeah. Well, to be fair, there's uh, it's not like there's a history of like a lot of clarity in like crossover lyrics, you know? (laughs) No, there's not. But like, I had no idea like what was actually happening in the song. Period. And just the line "kill those with anguish," um, struck me as funny. Yeah, for sure. I I agree for sure. Um, Another thing about this, um, (laughs) which. Which is a funny move is the the credits for every song who wrote and and did yes. what for every song is really I, funny. I was gonna mention that too in the in the style of like you, that you would see on a classic thrash record. I, I like yes. that a lot. Yeah. yeah. Um. It 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 definitely um it demonstrates a little self awareness, which I'm 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 always pleased to see. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that that was fine. It was pretty good. I mean, I I think it's better than some of the thrash stuff that we that we hear on the show for sure. In the sense that it it really doesn't lean into hardcore stuff. No. It's it's no. it's very much in the vein of like Demolition Hammer and shit like that. It's it's good, solid, straight up crossover. Um, as the as the artwork suggests, you know, that's like flip Bill Trucker hat party thrash type of stuff. Um, shit that that saw you know a huge resurgence in popularity a little over a decade ago, and that is having another another bit of a moment right now and uh yeah nothing offensive about that at all there were moments where it felt as if it was on the verge of of falling apart um there was there were some moments where it didn't quite feel together but the amateurism i think kind of worked for this it was kind of just loose fun party thrash shit not trying to take itself too seriously i don't think um the sort of the strange vague nature of the lyrics just about uh general blades falling down on on nameless heads um you know i think all of this including right down to the art is it demonstrates a certain degree of self-awareness um and like i said i appreciate that not something i would probably seek out either but again as you mentioned 
perfectly fine to see live. Um, and yeah, and I think better than some of the crossover stuff we hear on here for sure. Not uh, not going to go out of my way to listen to the rest of this probably, but wasn't offended by it at all. It was uh, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, perfectly fun to see live. Perfectly fun and be stoked about if they're in your local scene. For sure. Um, or if you know them, or if you're in the band, right? Because this is yeah. be fun to this be fun to play. Oh yeah, for sure. This this kind of music is just super super fun to write and play for sure. Um, all right, let's uh, let's keep it moving. That wasn't a bad start to the episode. Let's uh, roll the dice and see what's up next. Four. Okay, four is uh, the internal record. So it is internalhc.bandcamp.com. The record is Primal State. Um, it looks like the full seven inch is dropping on uh, Practice Hatred at some point this year. I don't know if the entire thing is out yet because it looks like there are just a handful of tracks available from it on the actual internal Bandcamp. So we'll just listen to a uh, selection from uh, a selection that they have available to us. Um, it looks like all of the run times on here are again like you know they're under a minute long except for the last song which is also the eponymous track um so that's probably the obligatory sort of power violence slow sludgy yep. outro track i think we just take the three short ones and listen to them all in one because it's less it's like a minute 15 with all yeah. those put together Nah, for sure. Agreed. Okay, cool. So we're going to listen to three tracks off of this record. We're going to listen to Pieces, Empty, and Wasteland by Internal off of their LP, Primal State. Or 7-inch, rather. heard pieces empty and wasteland by internal off of their upcoming seven inch primal state nate how'd you feel about it that was perfectly executed um yeah no fucking around and you know there's not a lot to say about this sort of stuff because this you know this is true i had mentioned like on the patreon episode how hardcore and punk is is like in what i would consider it's jazz phase where people are just basically like you know basically just playing to a form right yeah um, there's not a lot to say about this, right? Yeah. There's this, this was, this is, um, this is ritual. That's what this mm-hmm. is. For right? sure. Yeah. Um, so whatever, whatever, however you like to like, I guess whatever you look for in the ritual, this is what I look for when I think of power violence. I don't, I don't want anything more than this, right? Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. The songs don't need to be any longer than this. Um, the recording doesn't need to be any better than this. I've said before, a lot of power violence, if you ask me, a lot of power violence records are sound, sound so good because they're so, they sound so shitty. Yep. Um, this is meant to be basically filthy, shitty, nasty, violent, ugly ritual, right? Yeah, for sure. Uh, grindcore took, you know, music and, and you know, we, when we talk about like, we're talking about napalm death and stuff, you know, that stuff was groundbreaking in its like brutal simplicity. Even compared to like the death metal today, right? Because like, it was sure. like, well, this is just taking some ideas of like metal and, and distilling it down and hardcore and distilling it down to like the most feral aspects of it. Mm. And this takes basically grindcore, gets rid of the fucking, gets rid of everything except just the pure, you know, raw anger. That's all yep. this is. It's ritual. For sure. So I don't, you know, those the original recordings in this vein um are of course timeless um mm-hmm. crossed out's one of my you know like hearing that record changed my life it changed the way that i like the type of music that i like right um you when you hear something like that you would if you've never heard it before you would never think that somebody would think to do it right for sure yes you know like it's just so anti everything um so when I think about power violence, I want it to cling as closely to this line, that line as possible. And this just yeah. basically sounded like a, you know, unreleased crossed out recording. For sure. Um, that's, that's, it, it did exactly what it set out to do. Yep. Um, so yeah, I like it. I like it just fine. Um, this is super fun to do. I love doing stuff like this. Yep. Um, cause again, it's just pure cathartic ritual. You know what I mean? No, definitely. Um, so yeah, it's it, this is a ton of fun. This is perfect. Would I buy this? Probably not. Just right. because I like I said, it, it's I know exactly what I'm getting. Right, right, for sure. I get that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like maybe maybe I'd probably buy a discography. Right. I wouldn't yeah, buy yeah, yeah, if yeah, this sure. was like if this project was like, I don't know, four releases, like two tapes and a couple seven inches, probably wouldn't fuck with those individually. Right. Unless I just wanted to say I have them. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I'd fuck with the discography. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That makes sense for sure. For sure. You know? Yeah. No, I think I think you summed it up pretty well. I mean, this is the quality that I would expect from Trevor at this point. This dude has uh has spent a long time paying his dues in a, a ton of different bands. He also does other power violence shit like Wound Band, who has done, you know, a split with RJC and shit. The, the dude has uh, more than proved his chops in this lane. I think he's doing everything in this project, including uh, recording it and, and mixing it and everything at, at, his, uh, at his home studio, which I think he does for a lot of his projects these days. Um, yeah, this is good, perfect, straight down the line, old school power violence worship. And I think you describing this as as ritual is is apt and it also kind of touches on something that we we have talked about on the Patreon episodes a lot recently, you know, uh us not being artists or not ge- in general not being into art conceptually at least in so far as it applies to uh our music. And like yeah, I think I think summing up hardcore as being in its sort of like jazz phase that is like after jazz stopped innovating you know bands are essentially playing the standards i think that's where the disconnect between myself and people who 
who often complain like, oh, hardcore is like very rote, you know, there's no art in it, whatever. It's like, I really don't go to it for, for art at all. And like, beyond just sort of the raw catharsis that it offers in terms of what I'm looking for in the actual quality of the, of the music, like I'm looking for, I'm looking for craft more than anything. And like, even in visual art and shit, like we talked about this again on the Patreon, but just to kind of rehash it a bit, like I connect with things that are immediately sort of like aesthetically arresting to me and something that I can like clearly appreciate craft in. And so for something like this, that is just sort of genre exercise, the craft is dialed in. Like this is clearly a person who like sat down, knew exactly what they wanted to do and dialed it in basically to perfection. And like by and large, in very few instances, am I really looking for a whole lot more from my punk music in 2021? Because I think that the form can't really offer a whole lot more on that, on that, on that tip. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just don't think it can offer, um, in, except for in very rare exceptions, a whole lot of art or a whole lot of innovation. And I don't really need it to, or want it to. So to that yeah. end, I th- Go ahead. Go ahead. Finish your thought. I was just going to say to that end, I think that this accomplishes uh, exactly what a whole lot of bands uh, set out to and successfully accomplish in 2021, which is taking a genre that they really appreciate and trying to execute it to the best of their ability. And I'm, I'm generally never mad at that as long as it's done to this degree of quality. Right. And, and, and as I mean, like I said, I ain't an artist and I ain't an art critic either. Um, right. Frankly, I don't know anything about it. I just know what I like and what I don't like. And right. um, I don't I don't think hardcore needs to be artful. In fact, it shouldn't be artful, right? Yeah. It's supposed to be artless, right? Yeah. That was it was that's what hardcore was a response to. Right? For sure. Yeah. Um, so it's it's intentionally artless. And I guess the art in it lies in that, maybe. I don't know. But yeah, so yeah, I'm not looking. I'm not looking for any anything high minded necessarily in my hardcore. What I'm looking for is it to make me feel something, right? Right, exactly. Um, yeah, and like as ritual, like I said, with this sort of stuff, that's what this is. Is like for me, um, this is, you know, <laughs> with with without the sound, like you know, fucking cliche or whatever. Like this is basically as close to fucking like you know my internal dialogue as you get every fucking day. Sure. Yeah, you know what I mean. This is like an an utter distillation of probably like I don't know seventy five percent of what I'm feeling every single fucking day, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um. So yeah, I mean, it is executed. It is a form executed well. It strikes all the right numbers. It, it it checks all the boxes, and so it it evokes in me that emotional reward, that response. I'm not looking yeah. for anything else. I think that hardcore really starts to suffer when it tries to be more than it is. And sure. I think that this stuff really gets watered down and starts to suffer when it tries to be more than it is. There are yeah. very few people that could take this and like, there, there's very few instances where I'm interested in something, somebody doing something more with this and what they are iron lung. Right. Mm-hmm. But it was still like brutal and nasty, but it had a slightly, you know, it's, it's still brutal and nasty, but it has a, a, a different aesthetic to it, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, so like even the external aesthetic looking at this on, and this internal, he's got it dialed into like hyenas. Right. Yeah. Um, so there's like a through line there. I think that, yeah, just, this shouldn't be more than it is. It For sure. And you know, if you try, you defeat the point of it. 
I agree for sure. And to to borrow from your uh, your tendency to use food analogies, you know, I would never try to uh, I would never try to sort of prop up pizza or sell pizza to the populace as being a lofty concept. Nor do I have a whole lot of desire to fuck with the formula of pizza. But it's something that I eat usually at least once a week. It could be suggested to me on any given day, and I'm always gonna love it. And uh, I never really get tired of it. I don't look to it for innovation. I don't look for it to uh, to reinvent uh, or like ha- uh, to uh, to inspire me to reinvent my palate or my taste. It just gets the job done, and largely, um, and and it still remains one of my favorite foods in spite of that. In spite of the fact that it's not innovative or creative, it's just a good old classic standard that never lets me down. And I think in that way. Punk and hardcore in 2021 uh, largely served the same purpose for me. Pizza still makes me feel, as simple as it is, it still makes me feel really fucking good, and I'm always in the mood for it. And I feel the exact same way about uh, punk music in 2021. So there you go. That, it's because it hits all it hits all those like caveman centers in your brain, right? It's right. got the, the sugar, the fat, the salt. It hits all those centers, you know, food wise that make your brain think, oh, this is full of nutrition for me. Right. right. The, the hunter gatherer in me thinks that this is full of nutrition for me. And it's it scratches all those itches. And in the same way, this is this is the same thing. Right. For it sure. just it just gets back. It gets down to that raw fucking nerve that yeah. um, is nearly incoherent with rage that sits deep down in the side of everybody yes. uh, to some extent. For sure. So there you go. Good job, Trevor. You nailed it. This is good. Um, all right, let's uh, let's roll the dice. See what's up next. Three. All right, three is the circus demo. The Bandcamp is circuspunk.bandcamp.com. As I said, this is a member or a band from Columbus, Ohio, featuring members of N Love and Malware, both bands that we uh, enjoyed on the uh, on the show previously. So I uh, I've got high hopes for this, and I saw some people sharing this. I think in the Demolition group on Facebook, and a few people sharing it in my feed on Facebook, saying it was really solid. So I've uh, I've been putting off listening to this because I knew Elijah had sent it in. So I'm hoping this uh, this rips. Um, let's just uh, let's just listen to the opening track. That's what they have queued up to play. So we're going to hear Laughing and Piss by Circus off of their demo.
Okay, we just heard the song Laughing in Piss by Circus off of their demo. Nate, how'd you like that? Uh, musically, yeah, that was pretty good. I enjoyed that. I'm I'm a little um, thrown off by the uh, stalwart adherence to the clown theme in this. <laughs> it seems a little weird, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, I don't generally associate, like, I don't give a shit about clowns. That's the point. And yeah. I don't associate them with anything in pop culture that is like cool. No, not at all. That I like, right? So um, I'm a little thrown by that. Um, yeah. You know, like th- like this song reads just like any sort of other song where somebody's just sort of like reveling in their own shittiness, right? And, sure. you know, laugh at me as I make, as I, you know, work my fingers to the fucking bone and... uh you know, my life is an insult here just for you to laugh at me. I'm a fucking worthless insect sort of thing. Right. Um, but just <laughs> the clown theme has got me a little uh, off track here a little bit, I guess, because <laughs> I'm really having a hard time viewing this as like just a straightforward hardcore project. Right. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, musically, cause... yeah, this was fine. This was catchy hardcore, right? Yeah. Um, had had your two step part in it, which was super catchy. Um, it was fast. No, not a lot of not a lot of frills to it or anything like that. It was good. Yeah. Um, yeah. I like a lot of hardcore sounds like this. I like this, but man, the clown thing has just got me like back on my heels a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I I think I think maybe you all leaned into the the circus theme. Um, in a way that that doesn't really serve <laughs> serve the music that much. Um, like maybe having a song. You know what I'm saying? Like explore that theme, like the opening track or something. But looking at the lyrics and the titles of the rest of the songs on here, there's references to Bozo. There's references to lions and tigers. You know, there's yeah. references to clown cars. It seems it seems a little strange. It seems like maybe that ship should have sailed after the first track. Like, okay, cool. We're tying it in thematically and then we're exploring different things. Um, it does seem like a, a strange, a strange uh like post to hit your horse to, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like, like, so obviously the era of like single syllable band names has sort of come and I think is maybe kind of like on its way out. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's always going to be people that just name their bands, you know, a band like gag or bib or, you know, whatever, you know, puke. Sure. Um, but like that is when you anymore, when I see, a band that just has like a name like that, like, you know, a single syllable. I kind of know what I'm in for. Right. Because, you know, that was a thing starting, I don't know, five years ago. Right. Five, six years ago. Yep. For sure. Um, And now there's like this, it seems like there's also a, a wave of bands that are like just one word, two syllables. And I know this, duh, of course you got to use a fucking word. Right. You know what I mean? Like, but like candy Rolex, circus you know what i mean like just bands that just have like sort of a non sequitur name Mm -hmm. that you know doesn't really have anything to do it doesn't indicate anything about the music itself right like minor threat indicates something about the music negative approach indicates something about the music you know what i mean cause for alarm youth of today right like those names are somewhat descriptive of what you're getting in the package but then you have these these you know single syllable and now two syllable names that are just basically non sequitur names that don't have yeah. anything to do with the music. But like, yo, every Rolex song isn't about high end luxury watches. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. Like every every candy song or every haircut song isn't about sweets or like, you know, going to the barber. Um, right. So like I, I kind of like the flex on this. Yeah. In that regard. But I am just I'm a little thrown off. And also I'm thrown off because um, in the picture of the yelling clown with his hand up to his head for the mm-hmm. circus demo artwork, you can clearly see a booger up in his nose. <laughs> Yeah, it does, it does appear to be a booger from this angle. I can't say with any certainty, but it could very well be a booger, yes. I'm pretty sure that's what it is, yeah. Okay. So well, I don't yeah. know. Like I like this, but yeah, I'm just the the uh the theme here, the running theme has got me a little uh um, you know, perplexed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I have my my one my one critique or suggestion would be to maybe lean away from it a little bit on the on the follow up to this. But yeah, musically this was really solid. It was good, uh, especially for a demo for a first effort. Um, I'm gonna listen to the rest of these tracks for sure. I mean, it's very tapped into the zeitgeist in terms of like a particular form of hardcore that is is having a moment right now. Uh, much to my pleasure, you know, stuff like Electric Chair, stuff like Spy, whatever shit that's getting that would have previously been relegated to only basements is now getting midday slots at uh, you know some substantial um hardcore fest which is something that you you couldn't have said about these sorts of bands you know five to ten years ago so um i'm not mad about a wave of bands doing this particular style of kind of straight ahead straight ahead blown out hardcore and uh, i think this was a super solid attempt at it like i said we'll for sure listen to the rest of this demo definitely will keep my eye on this and uh that's like uh that's three for three on like this group of kids doing stuff that is pretty fucking good out of columbus ohio so shout out to uh and love and malware and elijah and all those kids doing this stuff and i know uh you know the delayed gratification crew the record label who puts out a lot of these bands um and who are associated with these dudes there seems to be a cool kind of like crucial wave of stuff of young kids doing interesting stuff out of columbus which i'm stoked about so yeah this was uh this was another solid solid addition to the roster of uh sick bands by those kids so there you go this was good um all right you want to roll the dice see what's up next five all right this is war cycle this is the uh, australian band that was sent in by nile this is uh, off their split with Azuda's Crust. This band's from Perth. They describe themselves simply as raw D-beat crust punk, and uh, the name and the art certainly suggest that. Um, I think Niall suggested a particular song, but I can't what? remember what it is, and I don't have it. I don't have it, you know, pulled up in front of me. But they have "Condemned to Burn." Yeah, I can say it loads "Condemned to Burn." So. Yeah, and I I think if my memory serves, that is possibly the one he even suggested. So we'll go with that one. So we're going to listen to Condemned to Burn by War Cycle off of their split with Zuda's Crust.
All right, we just heard the song Condemned to Burn by War Cycle off of their split with Zuda's Crust. And Nate, how'd you feel about it? Uh, I liked how noisy that was. Um, I thought it was pretty good, but I also felt it, thought it felt really lethargic. Um, it didn't, like, rip. It just kind of plodded along. And maybe it was just that song. I'll listen to the rest of, the, rest of it and see what happens. But I thought for, like, you know, a crusty D-beat song that's, that's coming in at a minute 52... Mm-hmm. They would just fucking burn it out the gates, um, right? And this this just felt like it was like I don't know half as fast as it should have been. Yeah, for sure. I was going to comment on that too. When it came in, it it came in a lot slower than I was expecting for sure. Yeah, like and and the guitars were like horribly abrasively noisy, but I like that. Um, yeah, I I mean, see, right? I'm on the fence with it. Um, it uh, it's got some good imagery. I love the 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 artwork is pretty cool on the cover. Yep. There's like, I, I like the Vietnam sort of theme, right? Because we're, we're far enough removed from like, you know, World War II is hack, right? Right. Like yeah. who gives a shit anymore? No one. Um, and But like Vietnam, I, I would like to see, you know, a resurgence of Vietnam themes. Yeah. Because, um, you know, like uh, that was a shitty war too. But like on the cover, uh, there's like the zombie Vietnam Green Beret, I guess. Mm. And he's got a machete, right? Yeah. And he's got an assortment of rifles and weapons on his back. And then he's got a bag of water. <laughs> yeah, it looks like he does, doesn't he? <laughs> what, what's the bag of water? <laughs> I couldn't tell you, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very good question. Yeah. So I kind of like that. But uh, yeah, this is fine. I just felt like it should have ripped more for the tone that they were pulling off. Yeah, for sure. So... So I think that the answer to why this didn't rip as hard as I wanted to, because I did think that this was this was good, but I don't think it was raw D-beat crust punk. I think that this was hardcore of the stripe that we kind of just heard with Circus, dressed up with like an HM2 pedal and some different aesthetics and kind of posing as, as crust. Um, Niall said that one of the members of this band also plays and plays or played in like an old school death metal type band and also played in a band that sounded like verse that sounded like amazing core kind of stuff. Right. And okay. I, I play, I play in a range of different bands that sound super different from one another. So I'm not, I'm not hating on that at all. I'm just saying that this reads less like dudes who are like died in the wool fucking train hopper guys playing crust that grew up on his heroes gone or tragedy or fucking whatever. Take your pick and are more like dudes who are probably just maybe more recently getting into this or who've had an interest in this for a long time, but have never really experimented with it playing kind of more straight ahead hardcore that is cosplaying as crust. Cause there was like a straight up mosh part at the end of yeah, the type yeah. that you don't really often hear in more straight ahead DB and crust stuff. And I'm not mad That's at good. that. I, th- I, th- I thought this was, I thought this was perfectly good, but it, 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 I think the presentation at going into it as like, Oh, this is a DB crust band is like a little dishonest. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, perhaps it like, it like, it has all the uh, all the right dressing, but maybe not quite the right filling. Right. Yeah. Exactly. For sure. And like I said, I mean, that's that's not a huge gripe. I thought musically this was uh, this was really solid, kind of HM two driven, um, blown out hardcore. It was it was perfectly solid. But yeah, it did feel a little bit lethargic. I was hoping that it would rip a little bit faster, and I was expecting a little bit more overt 
uh, honest, like DB and crust leanings. And I didn't quite get that, but also all, all told still pretty solid, uh, interested enough to listen to the rest of this release for sure. Got, got nothing really bad to say about it at all. Uh, all in all, Australia is, uh, doesn't, doesn't seem to miss too hard most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. That's for sure. At least what we hear of it. I'm sure there's probably plenty of shitty bands in Australia, right? Definitely. It just doesn't get filtered up to us. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's uh, let's roll the dice and see what's up next. Three. All right. Three is the uh, Sleaford Mods. Um, so you can hear this at sleafordmods.bandcamp.com. That's spelled S-L-E-A-F-O-R-D mods.bandcamp.com. This is their newest release, Spare Ribs. Like I said, this is a band that I've been aware of and have enjoyed for a really long time, but I haven't really kept up with them. I was introduced to them when they first came out via our friend Dan, and I enjoyed it immediately. And I think I listened to the first couple records as they were released, and then they just kind of totally fell off the map for me. So I don't know if they have changed sonically over the years. I don't know if they've kept up the same quality. I can only attest to the uh, early stuff that I heard, and I remember really connecting with it when I was like 20, but uh, that was also 10, 11 years ago. So we'll see how I feel about this now. Um, I believe that Grant suggested we listen to the eponymous track on here, Spare Ribs. He also suggested that we uh, Google, because they're not available on here, that we Google and read along to the lyrics um, with the track. So evidently the lyrics might uh, might provide uh, an extra layer of enjoyment to this. So we're going to hear the song Spare Ribs off of the LP of the same name by the band Sleaford Mods. Apex 
Okay, we just heard the song Spare Ribs off of the LP of the same name by Sleaford Mods. Nate, was that your first exposure to the band? And if so, um, well, regardless, what did uh, what'd you think of it? Yes, I've never heard of this band before. Um, okay. I, I, man, our, our exploration of Justin Broderick and um, Mick Harris are too fucking close for me to want to hear this. I thought it might go that way. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm not lying. Like this, this shit just like it was it, that, 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 that's a little bit raw right now for me. Um, yeah. for me to want to deal with that. I was having flashbacks. Yeah. Um, so no, I'll pass on this. Uh, you know, I, the lyrics are fairly ambiguous, but also see pointed to a, towards a certain thing, right? This yeah. is everything. So like, this is, you know, angsty and angry and, you know, just sort of fed up in, in the tone of the lyrics. This is everything that like, um, this is everything that, um, basically like internal, th- everything I don't like about this is the reason that I like internal. Right. Yeah. I get that for sure. You know what I mean? Like, you know, just give it to me in the most simplistic caveman fashion. Cause most of the time when I get on it and I, you know, and and like the ire starts to rise, I, I lose, uh, I lose eloquence very quickly. Yeah. Right. The, 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 the ape brain just comes out very quickly. So I, I, I'm not exactly sure what the song was about. Maybe junkies. Uh, you know, I don't know. It seemed like some of that was in there. Um, I don't give a shit either. Um, this just didn't do anything for me, man. We, I, I've heard far too much stuff that is adjacent and parallel to this that I absolutely fucking hated in the past few weeks. Um, yeah. For me to want to like, you know, fuck around with this. Yeah, I think that's fair for sure. So it had been years, like I said, since I had revisited this band. I hadn't kept up with them over the years, and uh, when I first heard them, I liked them. I connected with that shit, but again, I was like nineteen, twenty years old. Um, I think largely maybe this kind of stuff in general has just lost some of its appeal to me because I think a lot of what I enjoyed about it 
was its novelty and it doesn't feel that way to me anymore at this point in my life. Um, yeah, the lyrics felt vague, but kind of incisive at the same time. It felt kind of like you could paint your own agenda onto them and it would probably line up with whatever you were imagining the song to be about. Um, you know, musically it's very sparse. It's very simple, straight ahead, inspired by, you know, uh, American electro inspired by British club music, obviously inspired by very sort of like sparse post-punk stuff. I mean, it has all the elements that I remember existing in the early records that I enjoyed, um, but largely just not something that I think I would like want to actively spend my time with at this at this point in my life. I, I don't know what that says about me. We've talked a lot uh, about it on this show. The older I get, the more I want my music to just be straight ahead and fucking ripping. Um, the less the less time I feel like I have to waste doing shit that is not absolutely vital to my own happiness and pleasure, um, you know, the less I engage with it. As I get older and my life slips away from me rapidly, I just want to spend my time listening to shit that I think fucking rips. And uh, and this just doesn't do enough for me to to really engage with it. So I got nothing against them. I think that they are uh, they're doing stuff that people a lot of people connect with and enjoy, and that I connected with and enjoyed at one point in my life. And I I, I still got no beef with it, but uh, that didn't interest me enough to 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 want to like check back in with them and continue to follow their career. This is uh, this just doesn't. Speak to me anymore that's all i can really say about it yeah i feel like maybe i'd like this a little better if it were in a different context yeah um the context here would matter a lot for me you know for sure um, but, but right now the context that i'm listening to this in is uh very uh i guess uh it's unfa- it's, it's a very unfavorable light yeah for sure um all right let's uh let's roll the dice see what's up next five five is near dark the Bandcamp is neardarkny.bandcamp.com. This is the band I mentioned had members of Maniac, Restraining Order, Wet Specimens, Set Your Goals. Um, listeners of a certain age and a certain persuasion uh, will either be very turned on or very turned off by the fact that Matt, Matt Wilson from Set Your Goals is singing in this band. Um, I'll admit that when I first heard like the very first Set Your Goals EP reset, I was like, 15 or 16 and i liked it a whole lot because i felt that it was like kind of channeling uh the sort of like pop leanings of gorilla biscuits and and playing them up but mixing it with early lifetime influence and that was something i was very susceptible to at the age of 15 or 16. the stuff is not aged particularly well for me and i certainly didn't follow that band on their career and and enjoy a whole lot more um that they a whole lot of what they did later on uh in their career as a band so i can't really speak to that beyond just my own experience with them as a teenager um but uh other than that i mean the lineup of this band is pretty fucking stacked and like i said i i tend to my my taste certainly tends to align with eric's so uh i go into this with uh with a certain degree of hope that that it's gonna fucking bang so they got the first track queued up to play we'll just go with that one so we're gonna listen to new normal by near dark off of their ep silver lining
get upset. Everyone should get upset. When, when Hitler was losing the Jews, people were saying, don't get me upset, you're bumming me out. My duty is to be pissed off. All right, we just heard the song New Normal off of the EP Silver Lining by Near Dark. So Nate has instructed me to take this first, which I think longtime listeners of the show will uh, suss out what that probably means for his opinion on it. But I'll just go ahead and and uh, jump into what I thought about this. So yeah, less, less uh, the lifetime and, and kill your idols and more just the straight up the first two records saves the day worship here. I mean, that's that's pretty much right down the line. Uh, can't slow down through being cool era saves the day. Right down to to Matt's vocal delivery, his phrasing, the way they were recorded and mixed. Uh, that that sounds like the first two saves the day records. And I actually fuck with saves the day up through I don't know the first four records more more longer than most uh, most people who enjoy saves the day enjoy them. Um, but as as Nate has talked about and as I've talked about, you know, a lot of that is tied to a very particular time and place in my life. Um, and there was a moment where this sort of, uh, of pop punk uh, was having a bit of a revival when I was in my late teens. And there were bands doing this kind of stuff that I enjoyed a lot. There were a lot of bands reviving the sort of Long Island Ladderman sound that I really dug. Um, you know, there were bands kind of doing the saves the day thing. There was like, uh, the first like living with lions EP or demo that I really liked. There were bands doing this kind of stuff when I was 18, 19, um, that I enjoyed a lot. But I think as I've gotten older, 18 or 19 kind of seems like the cutoff to be interested in, in new bands doing this. Like it, it stopped feeling vital or crucial for me on any level as soon as I moved out of young adulthood. Like beyond the nostalgia that I associate with the records in this in this style that I enjoyed when I was a kid, I really don't get anything out of this kind of stuff. If this is your lane, if you want a band doing early Saves the Day Worship, this was done as well as you could possibly do it. I mean, in that sense, this was really good. This was incredibly well executed and they knew exactly what they were going for and they hit the nail on the head. I am not offended by this because there was a moment in my life where shit like this resonated with me. But now I have no interest in this kind of stuff at all. It didn't It didn't make me feel mad, but it, it didn't make me feel happy. It didn't do anything for me at all. It kind of just is relegated to the realm of, of background noise for me at this juncture. If I saw a band like this playing live, I would probably watch two songs and say, all right, cool. I get it. See ya. Um, you know, no, no diss to Eric, no diss to anybody else involved. Um, but this is just not my shit anymore. It has not been my shit for probably a decade. Um, besides the nostalgia that some of these bands induce in me. And that's, that's where I stand with this. Nate, how about you? Yeah. I'm as, as an exercise of form, it was, it was perfectly executed. Yeah. But that said, I hate this form almost to the band right <laughs> um you know like there are very few bands that sound like this that i will listen to yeah. um and they are all 20 20 plus years old yeah for sure um never like says a day never um because i wasn't um a little wimp <laughs> um 
<laughs> right? Yeah. Didn't like bands like this that friends of ours were in. Right, um, sure. For the same close, fucking reason. Cl- close only counts comes to mind for sure. Yeah. For the for the same fucking reason, right? Yeah. Um it's just um I I, ha- I hate this stuff. I hate it. It's yeah. it's the worst. Like, you know, looking at like the lyrics and so forth, you know what I mean? Like yeah, everybody thinks the fucking past year has sucked, right? Very few people think it's been great. It's been stressful whether or not you're feeling good about it or bad about it. It's been a fucking bummer. It's been a fucking stressful thing, right? For sure, yeah. And it's got you down, right? There's a line in there, um, uh, you know, I'm still holding on to a world that only exists in memories. I can still hear them singing, the voices ringing in my ears. That's the only context in which this strikes anything with me, right? Yeah is context me being 19 uh and like going on a date and listening to lifetime you know what i mean on my way to pick her up for sure that's it yeah beyond that context i don't and and i haven't felt i haven't felt anything near those sorts of uplifting emotions in decades now um (laughs) yeah right yeah right i mean i mean like like I, I, I am hardened into the adversary is what i am i I want i want to be the universal adversary right (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Um, and so uh, I, this doesn't make me feel any which way. I, as I've never heard that other, what's the other band that that guy's in? Or, uh, well, set, I mean, set your singer. goals. Set your never goals. Heard yeah. Never heard of them. Never heard them. That name, Set Your Goals, tells me all I need to know. Um, well, my named, goal is. They're named after the Civ record of the same name. Right. And so it tells me everything I need to know about what it sounds like. Definitely. And my goal, my goal is to not listen to it. Um, <laughs> so, you know, uh, yeah, I, I, I just, this doesn't strike anything. And this is, it's a pure nostalgia. Again, we return, we talk about like just playing a form, right? Internal yeah. was a form, but it's a form that I like. It's a form I fucking jibe with. It's a form I fucking feel, right? Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a form that I want to inflict on the world, right? De- definitely, yes. Right. If if I had it within myself, I would. Um, but uh, this I wouldn't inflict on my worst enemy. Yeah, I think I think that cuts to uh, an idea that uh, that I've had before, in which like a lot of the music that I enjoy, I I want it to feel as if it is an imposition on those around me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. an inconvenience to anybody who also happens to be in the general sphere of what I'm listening to at any moment. Um, I yeah. want it. Yeah. I want it to bring yeah. displeasure to those around me. You know, <laughs> and and I don't have I don't have an issue with like poppy stuff. I mean, no, not at all. Is is Eric in Mystery Girl? Yeah, he is. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I like Mystery Girl, right? Uh, power poppy stuff. I love shit like that. Yeah, but this doesn't have that same like snottiness. There's nothing snotty sure. about this. This is just pure whining. Yeah. and um, I I don't like it, man. I just don't. Sorry. Yeah, no, for <laughs> you sure. know. For sure, um, but like I said, as far as the genre exercise goes, this uh, this nails it. If this is your lane, you you will fuck with this. You will love this. I'm not sure if this is coming out. Oh yeah, okay. So cassettes are available on Patient Zero Records, and the link is uh, down under the sauce there. So if you dig this, you can pick it up yeah. on cassette if it's still available. But uh, yeah, it just does not speak to me on any level at, at this point in my life. Um, all right, so uh, I think we definitely got time to to roll the dice and do one more band. We only got like a few a few voicemails, and they seem particularly short. So uh, so let's roll the dice one more time. All right, last call one. All right, so well, <laughs> that's not very promising at all. So 
The last one for the evening is Breaking Off the Branches. Uh, the band camp is breakingoffthebranches.bandcamp.com. The record is Swords Colliding in Air. It is a four-song EP, it looks like. Uh, it appears the band has been around since August of last year. They released uh, a demo, then an instrumental demo, <laughs> and then uh, and then and then this. Um, I don't know. F- the, between the tags Sasscore, White Belt, and Screamo, and the fact that these fools felt it necessary to release an instrumental version of their demo, um, I'm not predicting that I uh, that I feel good about what I hear. But hey, man, maybe they're going to surprise the shit out of us. Who knows? Um, and at least there's some awareness. What the fuck? An interlude on a four song EP is the title of the third song on here. So there you go. Yeah. Um, all right, let's just jump into the beginning. If anything, the run times are promising. Maybe this will be more, uh, more orchid and Jerome's dream, which at least I think is, is more tolerable than if you were going, um, maybe the Seisha route in 2021. So we're going to listen to Aw fuck. I fell asleep in my jeans by breaking off the branches off of their EP swords colliding in air. Okay, so we just heard "Aw Fuck, I Fell Asleep in My Jeans by Breaking Off the Branches Off Their EP, Swords Colliding in Air. And I'm just going to go out on a limb here and say that this is almost too bad to even feel good about speaking on. (laughs) This is like, as far as like the actual quality of the music that we just heard, this is a contender for the worst shit we've heard on the show. Not in terms of offending our sensibilities. You know, this isn't Nixed or or uh, Bonnie and the Mere Mortals in the sense that it like it gets at the root. It, it like cuts to the quick of like the like the, a nerve that's inside of me that just like sets off this radiating hatred that I try to bury. It didn't is do it that. A, it, is it a rival for the cunts? Uh, the cunt, the cunts still were more competent musically than this. This, this was like, like I said, in terms of just sheer like performance and like the quality of the music written, this is so fucking bad that it, it, to me, it, it feels like it's gotta be all teenagers doing this. I think Ashley and I are Facebook friends and, and, and have maybe interacted in passing 
maybe, and I'm not, I'm not sure how old she is. Um, but like, this feels like people who are just barely beginning to figure out what like playing music even entails. Um, I, I mean, even in terms of like categorizing this as screamo or, or sascore or whatever, it's like, it's clear that you're drawing from some contemporary, uh, influences in, in, in that genre, um, like wrist meets razor or, uh, see a space cowboy or, or, or bands that, um, kind of mix like the, the whole early 2000s SAS core thing with more sort of overt metalcore influences and like heavier breakdowns and shit like that. SAS core. Yeah. So I was going to say, this ain't your grandpappy's white belt. (laughs) No, Um, it's not. No, it sure isn't. No, this ain't your grandpappy's white belt. And I, I literally have no idea what that, what SAS core is or what those bands you just mentioned sound like. I'm actually surprised, not surprised that you do, but kind of, surprised and um i don't know there's a there's a part of me is giving you like well kudos i guess for paying attention but also part of me is like dude what what the fuck are you what 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 the fuck are you doing even having any inkling of what those fucking bands are i'm tapped in man i'm i'm with it i'm hip i guess i guess um yeah i think this is the kind of music that you have to have a septum ring to enjoy (laughs) you 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 have to have an unnatural hair color and a septum ring to play in and or enjoy this kind of music i mean this is like this is music like probably made by and certainly made for high schoolers also yo i i you probably don't know what mastering is and that's fine but like dude that was quiet (laughs) that was so quiet and and it's also it speaks volumes uh to the quality of the music that i when i noticed how quiet it was i didn't make the the five inch move for my volume knob to turn it up i just thought you know what this is actually a fine volume for this to be at (laughs) yeah 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 next time send this to uh uh willie killy yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, that was that was uh, definitely. I, and I, again, I say this with no hyperbole. That was definitely the quietest thing we've ever had on the show. Yeah, um, it was even it was even quieter than us. Yes. right? because you have to crank your fucking stereo to hear what the fuck we're saying. You're this just isn't even going to show up. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm going to have to put like I'm going to actually have to put like a, an extra gain booster on this in the mixing process just to get this to show up on the recording. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't want to speak too much on this. Uh, this is probably young folks. Um, I think the I think the white belt tag is misleading. Um, this sounds more just like derivative mall death core of the mid to late aughts than anything else. And it's not even a good version of that. This, uh, for all intents and purposes, sucked in pretty much every conceivable way. Um, and uh, but on the same token, it feels innocent enough that I'm not mad at anybody involved. I just hope that you guys move on to to bigger and better things and uh, hone your skills and 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 play music. Um, because even if this were executed perfectly, it would still suck ass. Um, so uh, I really hope that uh, your tastes evolve, that your skill level evolves, and you do something that's very sick at some point. Because this is not very sick. <laughs> that's no, 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 I can tell you. Not knowing a single goddamn thing about Sascore uh-huh. or bands of this ilk, yeah, nobody keeps playing music that sounds like this unless they're making money at it. For sure, absolutely not. Yeah, 
yeah, I, <laughs> unless you have anything else to add, I think maybe we can we no, can wrap I, it up I, on Vance. For I, the I night. can't, I can't, I, I can't, I don't have a frame of reference for this. All I can say is that it was it was horrific. Um, <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, for sure. So there you go. We uh we we rolled the dice one last time in the hopes um that we might get end on something that was more to our taste and we landed on something that could not be less to our taste. So there you go. <laughs> Sometimes that's just the way the dice rolls. So uh I think we just have like three three voicemails, so uh let's tackle those real quick. I'm Greg Gordon. I like punk rock and straight edge and selling clothes. What you sound like you fucking bitch. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. Good. Good. Nice combative energy from uh, from the anonymous caller on the voicemail this week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, we, you know, that's a good way to start them. Yeah, for sure. We're straight straight to the point. Um, cut to the quick of the of the message you wanted to deliver, and uh, I appreciate that. So, whoever you are out there, um, I hope I hope I keep raising your hackles. I, I hope I keep drawing that ire out in you. And if you if you feel so inclined, dial into the uh, dial into the hop to, into the uh, hotline every week. I'd love to I'd love to hear that once a week just to keep me in check, keep me grounded. Um, all right, let's uh, let's listen to the next one. Okay, uh, quick question. Um, What's a worst album, or what, in your opinion, what album is worse? That butt rock uniform choice album, or anything that um fuck the dude from Ignite, the vocalist, has done outside of Ignite, like his all rock bands, Zoli, any of Zoli's all rock bands. Also, um, Kill Fuck Mary, Rick to Life. Hitler and Gandhi. Um, all right, so that was obviously AJ. <laughs> um, so the question being here: Do what? What is what is worse? Is the rock era uniform choice stuff, or any of Zoli from Ignite's solo shit? Um, I mean, I think the the que- the answer here is obvious. Nate, I I don't think you've heard any of uh, Zoli's solo stuff, but he plays in like a butt rock solo project now that uh, I'll have to forward you the link to at some point because it's actually unbelievable how bad it is. Um, that said, well, I never even liked Ignite. So I was gonna say it's 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 kind of unbelievable how bad Ignite is for a hardcore <laughs> band. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yes. Um, and uh, say what you will about staring into the sun. Um, is it a misstep? Yes. Uh, but there are some moments on it that I think veer into brilliance. It doesn't it, I'd even come close to reaching the heights of screaming for change. Um, and Pat Dubar thinking that he can sing and uh, wanting to open his third eye is uh, is bona fide cringe for sure. But there are. Yeah. There, there are a couple tracks on that record that are pretty good. Um, all in all, it's a forgettable record, but it's not nearly as an, as objectionable as a lot of hardcore bands, hard rock records. And compared to, to to butt rock of any stripe, I will certainly take Uniform Choice trying to do their uh, their crossover rock record. It's it's not great, but uh, even that, I will I will go so far as to say even that record is actually better than anything Ignite ever did. So there you go. That's my opinion. Yeah, even if it's just for the laughs. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, for sure. Um, And actually, I'm just going to be totally forthcoming here. I don't feel even remotely inclined to play the kill, fuck, marry game with those people. Um, I don't think it's a funny premise and I don't want to engage with it. (laughs) So so there you go. Nate, did you want to answer that question or do you feel similarly? 
Who gives a shit? Kill them all, right? <laughs> okay, cool. I'm, I'm glad to hear that because I didn't want to. I didn't want to spend uh, an extra second on that. Um, but AJ, yo, thanks for your relatively reined in call this week. I appreciate that. Yeah, I can tell you're really making an effort, and that alone is worth something. Let's listen to the last message. Yeah, hi. This is Nate. I gotta say, this this phone line, it's doing nothing for me. This just isn't something I would seek out. All right, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, I I don't typically seek this out either. <laughs> I like that. I like yeah. that. Yeah. I, I, I'm not. I'm not quite sure the caller has me down, but he's got you a lot more dialed in. Oh, is that is that what you think? Really, he's got me more dialed in than he's got I, you. I, huh? I think so. I think so. Uh, really, I think that illuminates a lot uh, about what you think of me and how I sound. Because <laughs> I, uh, I, did, I thought quite the opposite. I thought maybe he had you dialed in and me not so much. <laughs> Uh, all in all, though, uh, <laughs> real, real solid effort. I like that we both started and ended the call section of the show tonight with jabs at us personally. Yeah, I'm into it. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's good. That's a good energy, and it's honestly is way more in line with kind of the what we what we had in mind when we established the uh, the hotline in the first place. So I, I'm I'm glad to see people utilizing it for its intended purpose, which is uh, basically to just come at us sideways. Right. Um, all right, cool. So uh, we'll uh, we'll wrap it up with the normal housekeeping stuff. Like I said, patreon.com slash demolition podcast. We're putting up a ton of uh, a ton of content. Um, part six of the Napalm Death episode or a series should be going up in the next couple of days. I ain't gonna have fuck all else to do with the snow coming in, so should go up uh, either tomorrow or Tuesday. And uh, then if you want to submit music to the podcast, it's demolistenpodcast at gmail.com. Just make sure it's a year or less old. And if we don't get around to your stuff right away, um, we didn't we didn't skip it. We strive to put every single thing that we get into the queue at some point. We're just, you know, two, three weeks behind at any given moment because we get a lot of submissions. So just be patient. You don't have to resubmit stuff. We'll get around to it. And then last up, um, if you want to call in, it is 260-222-8341. Just uh, keep your message like a minute and a half or under. If you like the show, rate and review on iTunes. Listen, uh, you can listen to it on Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you can find podcasts. Uh, give it a review. Tell your homies about it. Um, like I said on the last episode or, or one of the recent episodes, I've been having a lot of fun doing this lately. Um, it's it's been, it's been a really nice um, – I don't know. It's been it's been nice to just sort of like return to this uh, this familiar exercise week after week in a world where uh, familiarity and uh, routine is uh, is is a diminishing commodity for sure. So thanks to everybody who listens. Um, thanks to everybody who sends stuff in. We appreciate you. And Nate, if you don't have any other further thoughts, we'll uh, we'll wrap it up for the night. Nope, I'm good. See you later. All right, peace.